time of the year as we close out 2020 with the best thing you would want to close out 2020 an award show that means absolutely nothing i am the executive producer connor joined alongside by player one contributors ben hello it's lovely to be here thank you for having me beck hello i'm here to be terrible and finally jay oh i'm here to be perfect and we have a ton, a ton, a ton of awards here with with almost the entire Player One crew. We've got a lot to go through. You three are opening the show, and what a I couldn't think of a more a more hotter way to start the Player Oneies. But before we get into the awards, we got to we got to talk about the socials. If you want to check out Player One in the social media realm, go check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Player One Sin. Then go check us out in the podcast realm at Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you know, all those places. Go check them out. And, of course, check out the Sim website, sim.org.au. Go find the Player One banner. It's not too hard to find. But also, to uh, also uh, every winner of a Player One will receive a ceremonial tweet from the Player One Twitter account. So we, we really give out the big awards here. It's prestigious, but, honestly. Oh, truly a prestigious award. But before we get into our awards, we're going to hit up with our first song of the day. It is Sonic Heroes by Crush 40. You are listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, Ben, Beck, and Jay. And that was Sonic Heroes by Crush 40. You are listening to the Player Oneies with Connor, Ben, Beck, and Jay. And it is finally time we bring out our first award of the day. Jay, please, why don't you present your award? You know what? I, I'll do that. Uh, <laughs> my award, the one I decided to give out, was the 2021 or 2020 Delayed Award. Uh, just for, for the games that we wanted to come out, but just still haven't. Uh, I've got five picks to choose from. Obviously, four runner-ups, one winner. We've got... Deathloop, which was supposed to come out uh, earlier in 20... It was May 2020... May 21st, 2021, but is now just in development hell. It is, it's never going to come out. It's just there is no release date now. It is forever gone. There's Far Cry 6. Same issue. Was supposed to come out February 2021. Is currently does not have a release date. It's just been delayed into, into oblivion. Uh, we have Cyberpunk 2020, which was announced in 2013. To be coming out and is now coming out at the end of this year the 23rd of december it's like 13th of december which it might not even happen then who knows they could delay it again for then who knows um, it might actually come out in 2077 who knows it might actually come out in 2077 
Uh, we've got Dying Light 2, which I was, I, I was so hyped for when I heard it was going to come out. And that was uh, in spring 2020. Still haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's, it, and again, another development hell just hasn't got a release date. There's no anything for it. There was Microsoft's big crowning achievement, Halo Infinite, which was supposed to be on the release date of the new Xbox, but has since been delayed as well. Uh, especially after they they did a little trailer and we all saw that the graphics had reverted back to the first original game. Uh, honestly, it's insane. But that being said, my award for the most for the the player oneies, the most delayed game of 2021 has got to be Cyberpunk 2077. Purely because, purely because. Oh! It's the one I wanted the most. Congratulations! C- congratulations on not doing your job. Congratulations to CD Projekt Red for collecting the 2021 Delayed Award. Fantastic. Yes. Thank you for waiting Fantastic. seven years. Thank you for making me wait seven years for a game that might still not come out. <laughs> By the t- in, in fact, I, I just got a call from CD Projekt Red. Uh, uh, it has uh. now been delayed until 2023. Uh, um, so, well, also, we're going to have to wait another two years for that. But moving on to... Well, next award, we have ourselves. Ben, you, you have a very prestigious award right in front yeah, of you. Yes, a very prestigious award. Games can take us to a new world, and sometimes that world is so enticing that it just sucks all of the time that you have in this one right into its own. So this is the Best Procrastination Award. Uh, and remember, this it's just a privilege to be nominated. So congratulations to nominees Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Forager, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Sid Meier's Civilization V, and a classic Sudoku. No one in particular, just the game of Sudoku. I have one on my phone that has sucked all my time, but it is a game and it's a really good one. But the winner of the Best Procrastination Award is Sid Meier's Civilization V. Congratulations! Congratulations, Sid Meier's Civilization Five. Again, I love it. Sid Meier's games do not take up a measly one hour. Um, no matter how many times I say it to myself or any of us do, you are going to be spending at least three hours making sure that you can build every single wonder just for the fun of it. Well, Ben, did you know that Civilization Five is also available on the Switch, so you can take that on the go. I haven't bought it yet for that very reason. <laughs> I don't need well, that kind of that kind of presence in my life. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Two two fire awards to start off the player one ease. But before we get into some more, we've got our next song. We have Seriola Lalandi by Austin Winterry from the Abzu original soundtrack. You are listening to the player one ease on Sin. And that was Seriola Leilandi from Austin Wintry from the Abzu original soundtrack. You are listening to the Player Oneies Award on Sin with Connor, Beck, Ben, and Jay. Now, now Beck, I, I gotta tell you, it, it's your turn. Let's step up to the podium. Yes, hello. <laughs> uh, look, I've got a really 
really important award coming up for you guys. This is one that is near and dear to my heart, and it's definitely been heavily on my mind this year as it is every year. The award category that I will be presenting for you guys tonight is the most not Half-Life 3 award for the game that is the most not actually Half-Life 3. <laughs> and uh, our sort of very prestigious nominees, we've got a, we've got a range of games here for you. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, not Half-Life 3, very plainly. So that's that that's made the list. Uh, we've got that Left 4 Dead 2 update, not exactly a game, was put out by Valve, not really Half-Life 3. We've got Half-Life Alex. Now here's an interesting one, set in the Half-Life universe. Um, and our last nominee, give a big warm congratulations to Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time, as you can probably tell. Uh, Crash Bandicoot bears very little resemblance to Gordon Freeman. I just like, I mean, some people, you know, they've told me they see it, but personally, I don't see it at all. And wow, I, I love it. I love it. I always <laughs> thought Crash looked like Bubsy. Yes, but but um, our our final winner of the uh, the not Half Life Three award would have to be Half Life Alex for being set, I think, between Half Life and Half Life Two. Uh, it, it's definitely not Half Life Three, much to everyone's severe disappointment all three people who still care about the release of half-life 3 myself included really felt this one and i'll tell you what uh this category was inspired by the fact that if you do a web search for half-life alex you'll get as a as a frequently occurring question is alex a half-life 3 uh and i can quite safely answer this question for you no alex is not a half-life 3. Congratulations to Half-Life Alex Valve. You will be receiving a ceremonial tweet from the Player One Tour account, Twitter account. I hope Gabe Newell himself will reply to that tweet. I hope and so. <laughs> I hope so. That'd be fantastic. And our final award for this, for the, the first part of the Player Oneies, it's is the it's a it's the best picture award. This was uh, going to be presented by Paul Waxman of 1700 fame. But unfortunately, he couldn't make it, so I will be uh, presenting the award for him. And the nominees are The Last of Us Part 2, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, Ghosts of Tsushima, and finally, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And the winner of the Best Picture Award, as chosen by Paul Waxman of 1700 fame, is Ghost of Tsushima, Sucker Punch Studio. Congratulations on your Player one Award. A fantastic achievement. They will also be receiving a ceremonial tweet from the Player One Twitter account. But before we go into our next song, I just, you know, for uh, Ben, Beck, and Jay, I, from my own, from my own heart, I do actually want to say thank you to all three of you. Um, Ben, as soon as you joined the Player One crew, you yourself immediately hit the ground running. You have done just review after review after review in very short succession. And for me, from my end, it's been such an amazing thing every time to chuck it up on the Sim website and see what you can come up with, see what you've written down, reading everything that you've put down in it and it's just it it's awesome to see that you've been able 
to really find that time to just bang out content left, right and centre. Wow, thank you. So, I mean, Connor, you're probably going to hear it quite a lot in this episode, but thank you so much. I think Player One is just such an amazing um, uh, show to be on. And I think that's primarily because you as executive producer are so welcoming. Um, it feels you want to hit the ground running when you come on the show. And I think that's a testament to just how hard you work. So thank you. Nah, it's all good. It's all good. Like the main thing is for Player One, we've always wanted it to be a welcoming environment for everyone, no matter who. And that's not going to change at all anytime soon, not ever. So, so yeah, that, like Player One, it's a place where people who love games can come together, talk about games, really enjoy their passion. Yeah. Um, Beck, you yourself also very much hit the ground running almost days after you joined the crew. You had your first review lined up. You had your first article lined up. You have been such a great presence to have around on air in the group chat just something just someone who's just funny just enjoys just enjoying being on the show in so many ways you have added an extra element to this show from your own end and for me as someone who I've been very lucky in that recruiting has been such a great thing this year despite a pandemic you yourself have added your own your own element to the show. And I've been so grateful and so lucky to have such an awesome person like you jump on and really do such an amazing, amazing job. And you know, if you want to, we can keep it secret, but you also, um, you, you are now a part of the leadership team for next year. Yeah, I'm um, one of the, the Get Serial EPs for next year. I'm very excited for that. Get I just wanna say- <laughs> Um, well done. I want to say though, kind of like, uh, that was so sweet of you to say. Um, all of that lovely, th all of those lovely things. Um, in my, from my point of view, I've mostly contributed being a menace and talking about Leon a lot. But I, I think that. Hey, listen, that's a good thing. That's a great thing. I don't know what I don't know what you're saying. It's a bad thing. But right. no, it's it. Look, I am mean, my my one greatest strength as a person is that I am definitely always really doing that so but thank you Connor because I really want to say um, from your side of things that player one um, under your EPdom has been such a warm and exciting and like almost like you know you instantly feel like you're in the group chat with friends every time you jump in you've managed to cultivate this beautiful supportive and like atmosphere that's also really conductive to getting good quality work done and I really like you really couldn't ask for a better person than you to be doing this. Like, it is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Like, the main, obviously, this year, um, we, we weren't able to be in the office, which for, for the crew last year, one of the best parts of being a part of Player One was rocking up on a Monday night and seeing everyone in from the crew. Like, that's going to be the part that, but, but I've missed that. And that's been a part that definitely has been missed, but we've tried our best in the group chat to make sure that we're still a very warm and welcoming group, you know, whether in person through text or even just through doing recordings through Zoom, that's always been our goal. Um, and finally, Jay, you this year have been gone. You have been one of my saving graces this year. Um, you've been an editing connoisseur. You have done everything that I have asked and then some you've gone above and beyond in doing that. 
you're the, you're the only man I've ever known to have a button that yells gaming grudge match. You, uh, you have your own soundboard. It is amazing and I love it every time. But more than anything, I, am, I have been very grateful for your hard work and effort throughout the entire year in regards to editing the shows together, getting everything up and running. Even when I have not been around for, some, for certain weeks, you've been able to help out run the show with others. We've also just been on top of everything and I've really enjoyed that. I really appreciate everything that you've done. You've made my life a billion times easier than it than it would have been if I didn't have you around. So Jay, you are you are like my unsung hero of Player One. So thank you for everything you've done. Darling, your mic's muted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just going. Oh my god, this is the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> no, uh, I hope this doesn't undercut the moment. But I've been lying on the floor because my mic handle, my uh, mic arm came off. So I'm just kind of holding it at the moment, like a mic. Oh no. Yeah, uh, no, this is awesome. Like, yeah, editing's probably the most fun that I, like I have ever. It's it's listening to you guys make the show and all the jokes and all the dumb jokes you make, and like I'm just sitting there editing. And, like he he better not say like this better not be a reoccurring thing. And then like an hour down the show, you make the same joke. I'm like, no, please, it's the best every time. But yeah, like honestly, it was so welcoming. Obviously, unlike these new DLC characters, I got the uh, the opportunity to go in on Mondays and into the booth, and the the energy there is amazing. And everyone's so just so nice in person; it's insane. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much. It's it's been an honor. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all three of you. You guys have all been just fantastic in every single way. Love you all to death, and I hope that next year you guys will still be a part of player one and in the near future if you if you guys aren't seen dead by next year or the year after that or the year after that but one thing that will never be seen dead is our next song and that is a beautiful live by escape the day you are listening to the player oneies with connor ben beck and jay and we'll have our next round of awards coming up after this song and that was a beautiful lie by Escape the Day. And you are on Sin. And this is the Player Onesies Awards. And you're probably wondering where the hell Jay, Ben, and Becca? Well, I'm better. And I'm the older host, so I'm back. And I'm not the only one who's back. We also have Marcy. Oh, hello, hello, and good evening. Oh, good evening time of the day you're listening to this <laughs> and we got returning main man introduce yourself tom oh yes of course i'm tom parry you might have remembered me from uh the player one arts and crossovers we did last year i was also on earlier in the year talking about the sonic the hedgehog movie <laughs> so yeah lots happened since then but it's i'm very glad to be back for the season finale and i'm here waiting in the wings just just chilling just chilling of course, got to have the big man in along but, with uh, the show. But Daniel, on this special occasion, why don't we take it to our first, well, not our first award, but our next award. Oh, well, why don't you take it away, Marcy? Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, this year, I was thinking to myself, there's been a lot of games that I haven't played in ages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I've rediscovered 
there's also been video games that have kind of received a resurgence of years after their initial release. So I have put some of those entries down here and I'm going to read them out now. There's some nominees. Firstly, um, the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon series. After the release of the new game, I kind of went back to the old one, just start playing through that. Oh yeah, um, which um, which old ones did you play? Um, Blue Rescue Team. That was actually the first one I played that series, and one that I remember very fondly. Um, I played as a, as a child. Um, is one of my favorite entries to this day. Hmm. Nice, nice. Um, not one that list. Samuel Crossing, which while well, I haven't played its earlier entries, I did get a bit into its latest one. Um, this year, and it's been game. It gets a resurgence every single time you a new release comes out, especially this year, because a lot of people found solace in this game about just taking care of his little uh, little island and just 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 doing a little, little task, chopping down trees, fishing, um, collecting little little insects and little like yeah. animals, that kind of stuff. All right. Important question about Animal Crossing: How many hours, bro? How many did you put in? Um, it's been a while since I last checked, um, since I last played, but I think last time was like 50 hours. <laughs> That's actually a relatively small amount of time for Animal Crossing. Huh. Expected a lot more. I kind of fallen off thanks to me doing a lot of uni this year. I went full time, full course load this whole year. So. Oh, yeah. Um... Third entry is a game I don't think anyone has heard of, unless you've heard me talk about this game before on Player One for the King. I've kind of re like I've gone back to the game, played some more of its modes, uh, where one of which is where you are on a pirate ship of sorts and you're just flying around from place to place and uh, trying to beat the clock and defeat this big pot, this big kind of like serpent Cthulhu kind of creature before mm. it drowns everyone. What genre is that? Because I've never heard of this game before. Um, It's kind of similar to like, it's very fantasy, very like, like D&D, like tabletop kind of fantasy. Oh. Um, it's like very RPG kind of nature and a little bit of rogue because it has a very steep difficulty curve. I mean, even it's easier setting is very difficult if you're not careful. Mm. Um. Not entry is I put this here because I just recently got the game and I feel like a lot of people will have gone back to this series. Um, Fire Emblem. Um, I've like gone in the free houses, which I still haven't started yet because I'm just stuck on like the character customization part. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, fair enough. Have you ever played any other games in the series? Um, yes, I've played through most of seven and eight so um the, the thing about this and a little bit of jury the thing about the series though i'm still to this day never finished uh, one of its games which is a bit tragic but i hope to undo that with um with this game with, with free houses, free houses. Yeah. are you sure about that that game's freakishly long it's way too long <laughs> i mean worse comes to worse and go back to a prior entry Maybe not awakening or face because the, the I feel like if three houses is long, then even those two are probably a little bit long. No, no, no. Awakening isn't as long as three houses because three houses 
need you to go through the game if you want a big, huge amount of closure. You need to go through the game three times for the three houses. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I'm pretty sure like I have still have friends talking about it, so it's still a game that's kind of been rediscovered and hmm. something I really need to get back into. And the last one on this list is kind of a meme pick because I didn't even know this game existed like, several years back until I researched it a bit. And I play this game all the time now with, with friends from like tabletop groups and other, just anyone really. Yeah. Uh, among us. <laughs> yeah, I feel uh, like everyone here right now has at least played that game more than once, I reckon. I never have. Really? I'm oh, sorry, I, I am the only person who lived through 2020 who has not played Among Us. You're not alone, Tom. You're not alone. Uh, oh, thank goodness. Oh, thank God. The producer of Player One has not played Among Us. I, I, feel, I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Oh, look at me. I'm spouting trash right now. What am I talking about? <laughs> Marzi, who is the winner of our prestigious award here? Hmm. So that's the thing. I... I, I don't want to be too biased. Um, because no, really you can be 100% biased. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, that's the whole is, point. <laughs> oh, right. the, prize, wow. the prize here is a ceremonial tweet. So, you know, oh. they, they're getting top quality. You can be as biased as you want. Well, then, in that case, I, I'm going to... As much as I want to say Pokemon Mystery Dungeon... I feel like the game that I really did pick up again after this year, because I kind of forgot about it for a long while, was For the King, because Mystery Dungeon only played again for a bit, and I promptly forgot about it again. So I feel like the award should go For the King, even though it's a very uh, niche pick. I hope people appreciate the pick nonetheless. Congratulations, For the King. Congratulations. Yay! They will, now receive, they will now receive a ceremonial tweet from the Player One Twitter account. And uh, also, um, yeah, I was talking about being in 2020 before. I think nothing is more 2020 than the sound of our producer recording from a railway station. Oh, dear. Yes, Connor. So, <laughs> so because because I've, I've, I live a fast I live a fast life on the edge at all times. Uh, I am uh, recording. From a from inside a train right now to get all this done, so it may just be when 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 this is all done. Oh, it may just be that I teleported from a quiet house to now a, a noisy train, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you know what's also pretty fast? What's also pretty fast, Daniel? Doom Eternal, because our next song coming up is Doom Crossing Eternal Horizons by the Chalk Eaters. Natalia Nachan? Let's just say that says that. This is Sin? No, my bad. This is Player One on the Player One onesies, and you're on Sin. Great segue, Daniel. Well done. Wow. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> no, seriously, it was great. Out segue the segue king. Yeah. <laughs> That's my job. All right, uh, cool. Daniel, whenever you're ready. All right. So you take it away. Natalia Netchen. I think that's how you pronounce the surname. Natalia Netchen? Yeah. 
I oh Nat shit run. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> that was Doom Crossing Eternal Horizons by the Chalk Eaters by Natal. I'm already saying around. I just got told how to say it properly. <laughs> help me, Tom. Help. Okay, uh, that surname there is Natchin. So it's Natalia Natchin who uh, helped compose that song there. Sick. And you're on Sin, and you're listening to the Player One onesies. Now, what the hell does that mean? Well, it's the awards. And you know who's saying some awards right now? It's me, the main man, the Giga Chad. <laughs> um, yeah. oh, I, but, but, but Daniel, you know what would be a real Chad thing to do right now? Yeah, say them. Pre- presenting your award. Yeah, <laughs> starting off with is the the game called Ultra Kill by New Blood. Now, Ultra Kill is a very Doom Eternal game. You know, it's very fast shooter. Uh, very much inspired by like PS1 games visually <laughs> kind of got character action stuff thrown in it so if you're familiar with Devil May Cry and Bayonetta there's some stuff like that in there and then another nominee I got is Final Fantasy 14 I have never in my life played an MMO actually I hate MMOs they're the least fun thing I've ever touched in my life however however this one game Probably out of Final Fantasy bias, I really, really have been enjoying. Um, it's essentially just any other MMO in a Final Fantasy setting, except the story and the way combat is done has just entranced me. And now moving on to Doom Eternal, which has been name dropped a bunch lately as of right get around now. It. Yeah, get around <laughs> it. Even did a review. Go watch that. So I don't even feel like I need to say much about Doom Eternal. It's Doom Eternal. It's the big sequel to Doom 2016 with a ton of added features, with some amazing music, some amazing level design, all that jazz. I'm singing in even more praises than I already have. And then at the bottom of my list, the very bottom of the bucket is Street Fighter V, which if you don't know, is a relatively mediocre fighting game. It's not very good. Well, well, uh, it's in the name, really, isn't it, Daniel? It's Street Fighter. Yeah, well, Street Fighter's pretty good. I, I know, but, you know, if you're talking about mediocre fighting, there's nothing more mediocre than seeing a fight <laughs> in the street, is there? Oh, <laughs> fair enough. Anyway, this game is a bit of disappointed disappointment, but it's also, like, the only fighting game I've played this year, like, consistently. Even though it's not very good, it's more or less just a, I I bought the game. My friend also bought it. Might as well play it. Fair so, enough. my game of the year is not Doom Eternal. It is not Street Fighter V, nor is it FF14. It is the little indie game Ultra Kill. Uh, my reason for this is I honestly kind of just felt, now don't kill me, Connor. It felt like a better Doom Eternal. Like a way better one. Big oofed. Big oofed. Big oofed. Big oofed. Yeah, of course. So. Well, well, Ultra Kill, congratulations. You have outdoomed Doom Eternal. That uh, You will get a special Player One Award for that. 
and let's go jump into another award, shall we? Please don't mind the noise from my end. We are we're recording on the go here at Player One. We're, and uh, this one is this one is brought to us by Player One contributor Lachlan, who unfortunately couldn't be able to uh, make it here, and he. Hello everyone, thank you so much for having me on tonight. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, I Just before I go into my award, I'd just like to give a shout out and a thank you to Connor and the whole Player One team um, for making this such a great season. It's been an absolute joy to be a part of. Um, the award I am presenting tonight is Best Couch Co-op Game. Um, I just feel like especially throughout uh, lockdown this year. I am uh, in Victoria and especially throughout lockdown, I think uh, couch co-op games have made a real comeback. I'm lucky enough to have a couple of roommates that I live with. And um, yeah, yeah, none of these games came out this year. Um, oh, oh, one of them did, but yeah, they, uh, they've certainly made a comeback in, in my household and I'm great greatly appreciative um, to that because they have uh, they've made some real fun for us here all right my the nominees are overcooked moving out which is the new release this year FIFA any FIFA is fine we've we've we don't have the most recent one so we've sort of cycled through the past three games or so um, I have Super Mario Party and Mario Kart 8. Your winner is Overcooked. Specifically, Overcooked 2 is the game we have been playing this year. Um, it, it has a similar vibe to Moving Out, and Moving Out is a, is very fun, but um, Overcooked 2 has, has brought some real joy and some great laughs, and we've sunk many, many hours into that game. So congratulations. Thank you again for having me on. This has been an amazing season. Um, and I look forward to more. Thanks. Player one award nominee than Overcooked, a game that causes true frustration, Gordon Ramsay style. So congratulations to Overcooked. You win a special ceremonial tweet from the Player One Twitter account. All right. And All right. what's just as good as a ceremonial tweet from <gasps> the Player One Twitter account is our next song, Daniel. And our next song is Fuck It! by Namco Sounds from the Tekken 5 OST. This song has some tenure. This is a very important song to me. Now, you're on Sin, and this was the Player Onesies. That was Sparking by Namco Sounds from Tekken 5 OST. You're back on Sin with the Player Onesies. Now, my rewards are all good and all, because they were, they were the best. But let's move on to someone else's awards. Tom? Yes, thank you very much, Daniel. Um, I've got a lot of awards to get through, actually. I've got four of them. Uh, two of them have carried over from last year's Player One finale, and a couple of them, uh, well, three of them, actually, are ones that I've just created on the fly this year. So um, let's get into the first award, which is the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Award for Best Port. This is presented to a game that was introduced to a next-gen system and plays as well as or better than it did on other consoles. Now, last year's winner was Alien Isolation on the Nintendo Switch. Those this are very different games. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, this year's nominees are Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, Doom 64 on multiple platforms, Forza Horizon 4 on the Xbox Series X, Halo The Master Chief Collection also on Series X, Kingdom Hearts HD on Xbox One, Spider-Man Remastered on PlayStation 5, uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars on a Nintendo Switch and Need for Speed Hot Pursuit remastered on the PS4, Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. But the winner is none of those. The winner is actually Burnout Paradise remastered on the Nintendo Switch. How? No, 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 mister. You don't put Master Chief Collection there, which is also on PC and Steam, by the way. You should probably go get it. But how does that miss out? Um, that is a mean package of a remaster. Uh, well, it's a collection. Um, Daniel, th- this is my award, and I decide what wins. So Doesn't mean yeah. I can't fight you about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Burnout Paradise, of course, it's a game I've loved for many years, and the Switch version is actually ported over from the PS4 and Xbox One, which is uh, why I considered it uh, to be one of the nominees. And also a quick shout out to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 on PS4 and Xbox One. It's technically not a port, but it is uh, essentially the same as the older game, only with a new HD skin. So, oh. yes, it's uh, the Burnout and EA accounts will be getting a ceremonial tweet for uh, the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Award. Now, next is, um, this is probably my personal favourite, the that came out this year award and it's presented to a release that's either completely forgettable baffling or out of place in 2020 last Ooh, year's winner was just dance 2020 on the nintendo wii not the wii u the wii just want to make that clear uh this year the nominees are australian open tennis 2 on multiple platforms for offering a sequel to a game nobody played nor cared about uh duke nukem 3d 20th anniversary on multiple platforms it's nominated for its outdated humor, outdated graphics, outdated humor, outdated gameplay, outdated humor, outdated writing, and outdated humor. <laughs> also nominated is Licious Sloot Larry Wet Dreams Don't Dry on Xbox One for the same reasons listed as Duke Nukem. Why uh, did that get ported? Why did that get ported over everything? I, I, I have no idea, but why anyone thinks it's okay to release Licious Sloot Larry in this day and age is beyond me. But uh, moving on, we've also got um, Marvel's Avengers. I don't think I really need to explain that one. Yeah, you don't either. <laughs> um, Star Wars Episode One Racer, which came across to PS4 and Switch for some reason, despite the fact that the movie it's based on came out 20 years ago. It was a... Uh... Wait, hang on, huh? Yeah, so was that ep- the... Pod Racing. Pod Racing, the game that was on 64 and PlayStation originally. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it got an HD remake. I don't know why. And uh, the final nominee I have here is the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, just because it was released in February and a lot has happened since then. And I kind of forgot about it. (laughs) But the winner is none of those. The winner is Just Dance 2021 on the Google Stadia. Good. Wait, what? Okay. I have one question. Yes, Marcy. How? I, I have no idea how or why, but uh, the Google Stadia, it, it it was pretty much, no one cared about it when it came out, and even less people care about it now. So That's not true. It's one of the best consoles in the market right now. Uh, keep dreaming, Daniel. <laughs> let's, no, move on, let's move on 
to uh, the third award, which is the Of Course That Happened Award for Most Unsurprising News of 2020, presented to a piece of information that everybody and their dog saw coming. And the nominees are No More Heroes being ported to the Nintendo Switch, No More Heroes 2 being ported to the Switch, Pikmin 3 being ported to the Switch, Super Mario 3D World being ported to the Switch, The Wonderful 101 being ported to the Switch, and The Xenoblade Chronicles being ported to the Switch. But the winner is actually Minecraft appearing in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. That doesn't count. It does count because, uh. oh, come on. <laughs> of course Minecraft is going to appear on Smash Bros. It's one of the biggest video games of all time. But and... No More Heroes was leaked. That's the biggest, of course, as in we, we already know. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't see Minecraft with Smash Bros. coming. Ah. Uh. Uh, well, you're blessed with um, something that nobody else possesses, Marcy, which is um, relentless negativity. Um, oh. uh, let, let's move on to uh, the fourth award that I've got here. And also, um, congratulations to Mojang and Microsoft. I'll get a ceremonial tweet, um, as will Ubisoft, who I think is still developing Just Dance 2021. Okay, next up. We've got the Google Stadia Award for Most Obsolete Technology of 2020, brought to you by Super Mario 3D World on the Nintendo Switch. This is presented <laughs> to a piece of hardware, software, or otherwise made redundant by advancements in electronic wizardry. And the nominees I have are the Nintendo 3DS, which ceased production on September 17th, the TurboGrafx-16 Mini Console, the Game Gear Mini Console, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, cinemas and itunes gift cards but the winner is i think you probably guessed it by now it's the nintendo wii oh dear imagine owning that console in 2020 i mean it's it's just be embarrassing quite frankly yeah um i have two of them so <laughs> no what are you talking about i, I can attest to that yeah, I also contest that. I, I think having the Wii is not an embarrassment. It's a relic. It's something to be proud of. Yeah, okay. That's good. Well, I, for um, full context, everybody, uh, this is a bit of an inside joke because I do have a Wii U and Connor constantly ribs me about it. So, um, yeah. Well done to Nintendo. You get a ceremonial tweet. Uh, and finally, we've got one more player one that I need to give out, which is the 2021 Anticipation Award presented to whatever we're most excited for in the next 12 months of gaming. The nominees I have are Far Cry 6 on multiple platforms, Gran Turismo 7 on the PlayStation 5, Halo Infinite on the Xbox Series X, No More Heroes 3 on the Switch, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart on PS5, the second season of The Witcher series, which is streaming, of course, and Bus Simulator 2021 on multiple platforms. But the winner is actually a safe and effective COVID-19 vaccine. Yay. Yeah. And yeah. the, the yeah, ceremonial yeah. tweet for that, um, I don't know. Yes. I, we'll we'll just send it. We'll get a ceremonial tweet. Yes, we'll send it to Brett Sutton. I don't know. You know, the chief health yeah, officer. I'm sure he'll appreciate it. Brett Sutton will get a ceremonial tweet from Player One. But Tom. Yeah. Yes. If I recall, that is not the only thing. You, you've also made a comeback in your journalistic career. Oh, yeah, yes, I have indeed, Connor. So uh, just quickly, because I know we're running short on time here, I have put out a 
Player One News Gatherer's article just recently about Santa being forced onto a waiting list for next generation video game consoles. Uh, you can read that right now on the SIN website, syn.org.au. And um, yeah, that'll be up on all of our socials as well. So please check that out. But before we go to our next song, I do want to have some final words for three in our lovely Zoom call right now. Firstly, Daniel, mm-hmm. you you were an absolute gun host in season one. You were able to help the the new the new guys really fit in well, really sort of get their feet wet into for a lot of them their first experience in doing radio. Mm. You were able to provide an awesome atmosphere. Obviously, um, you were you were lucky enough to sort of be in the studios at the start of the year and you helped everyone adjust to that very nicely. And even mm. when we had to first transition to uh, remote recording, you were able to tra- help transition people into that very smoothly. So, Daniel, thank you for all your hard work and effort throughout the year. Oh, you... That feels kind of unearned, but thank you. <laughs> oh, Daniel, of course it's earned. What are you saying? It, of course it is. Tom, you are a freaking man, myth, legend. The, your journalistic integrity will never be tarnished. <laughs> your, your work at the first half of the year, so for context, Tom is uh, technically sin dead. Mm-hmm. So after this, he will, no longer, he will cease to exist in the world of sin, mm. but... From the time that we were able to have you at Player One, you you were absolutely awesome, helping even helping the other the youngins and the new guys really sort of fit in, really help them get adjusted, and also help me get adjusted, becoming to a new a new producer. Like it's not an easy thing to do, and you were able to help me adjust to it very nicely, give me helpful advice. And keep me posted on everything going on. So, Tom, thank you so much for all your hard work this year, not just with Play One, but with Sin as a whole. Oh, thank you very much, Connor. Um, and while we're exchanging um, pleasantries, uh, you've done such an amazing job with Player One on what has been an amazing year. So, well done to Connor for being the executive producer of this amazing show. And thank you very much for having me on the final episode of the year. It's been a blast. Oh, of course. We wanted everyone on this show. And, Marcy, finally yourself. We didn't get to see much of you. You're a player one this year, but it's always just a pleasure to see you. Oh, well, it's always a, a pleasure being here. And I hope G1 next year, maybe next year I might yeah. not be as busy or as dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel that 100%, 100%. But Mars, we always love having you here. You always bring a ray of sunshine into our lives. And we appreciate all that you do, not just for Play One, but also for Sin as well, because you've been very active within Sin, not just this year, but also last year, like with yourself as well, Tom. But um, Daniel, why don't we mm-hmm. hit it to our next song? And now, oh, for God's sake, is this your choice, Connor? <laughs> I don't know, was it? Yeah, I feel like it was. Spiders by Slipknot. <laughs> This is Sin. Well, you're on Sin, and this is the Player Onesies. Hello, and welcome back to Player One on Sin. You're here with Dem, Stefan, Jacob, and Connor. Uh, You just listened to Daniel, Tom, and Marcy presenting some beautiful awards from the Player Oneies. And you also just listened to the song Spiders by Slipknot. Amazing. And now you are arriving at the next award. 
in the player onesies. Amazing. Also, wow. So we'll jump straight in. I love that. Um, we'll jump to my, my award, which is the Chaos Control Award. Uh, all you Sonic fans will know exactly what that is or not, you know, whatever. Uh, as uh, with 2020, the Sonic movie came out, which was the crowning jewel on the cake that was Sonic 3D Fails. So I'm going to take you through the nominees for this fantastic award of 3D Sonic games that just broke their own universes. We have Sonic Boom from 2014, Rise of Lyric, uh, Sonic 06, we all know that one well, Sonic R from 1997, which was the Sega Saturn, I believe. Yes. And Sonic Heroes from 2003, the third entry in the Sonic Adventure format of GameCube Dreamcast series of the Sonics. Yeah. Um, and we, we went through a lot of deliberation with these ones. The Brain Trust went backstage and thought a lot about it. And all of these, all of these games had fantastic qualities and some seriously broken qualities. And in the end, the uh, Brain Trust came out with Sonic Heroes as the broken winner of the Sonic 3D universes. Round of applause. Everyone. Congratulations to Sonic Heroes. They will be receiving You're a ceremonial tweet from the Player One Twitter account. You're my hero, Sonic. Oh, well, you and the other freaking how many 11 other heroes in that game, please. I will say I'm, I'm not overly happy hearing you say that it's the third installation of the Sonic Adventure series. My 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 oh, canon, canon is that it died after Sonic Adventure 2. I mean, and, uh, well, Jacob, what's not what's not dead is your awards. So let's let's rack them up. Let's see what we got. So mine, I have the best video game villain of 2020. This doesn't necessarily mean a, uh, a villain within an actual video game, but a villain from within the sphere of video games. So here are some of the nominees. So we have Debt in Animal Crossing, the whole concept. Uh, mm -hmm. We have Khan Maker from Doom Eternal. We mm -hmm. have Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII, of course, the remake. Uh, we have the Tinkerer from the brand new uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales play it if you haven't uh, we have Nintendo because they have been a little naughty recently uh, and of course scalpers nothing there is a fun thing to look at for the most part and after a bit of deliberation uh, with a whole bunch of people um, we kind of got to the end that scalpers were the most evil villain of 2020 absolutely Definitely. Yep, without question. Thank well, you I mean, to the... all the terrible, terrible scalpers out there that will receive a ceremonial tweet from the player one tutor account. I mean, yeah, all this pre-order madness comes from that. The scalpers, you know. Mm. It's um, it's a bit like the wild west out there with the scalping right now, and it's uh, a little bit sad. But let's let's move into something a little bit more uh, uplifting, shall we? Yes. What, what, what is our next song, Dan? What's gonna? What song is gonna just lift us, lift us up from all the terrible scalpers? We have a fabulous tune coming up, "Mechanical Rhythm" by Family Jewels from Xenoblade. Xenoblade Chronicles. Hello, everyone. I just swallowed my own tongue. Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> one of the greatest games of the year, the definitive edition on Switch. Go pick it up. It's one of my new favorite games of all time. F favorite game of the year by far. So. Such good music and Family Jewels is an amazing, even heavy, heavier metal version of a heavy metal track. So it's awesome. Check it out. Amazing. 
And that was Mechanical Rhythm by Family Jewels from Xenoblade Chronicles. That word is hard. Uh, and you are listening to Player One on Sin with Dem, Stefan, Jacob and Connor. What a wild ride. And we are doing the Player Oneies for 2020. How good. Exciting. excited to be here. And we have a fantastic award presented here today by Player One 2019 EP Stefan. Hello. Well, first of all, I just want to thank all of you for having me back. It's great to be here. Um, Always a pleasure. We're just going to do a, just a couple of dishonorable mentions before we go into the nitty gritty. So I want to dishonorably mention um, Bounty Battle for getting 23 on Metacritic. You probably haven't heard of that, but who cares? You know, it just deserves a mention. 23 on Metacritic. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> the second one is 13 Remake, that game that was on the GameCube PS2 era. I believe it got a remake yes. and it also got a very terrible Metacritic score for being, I think like glitchy and not that good compared to the original that it actually got outsold by the original game, I think on, on PC or something, which is hilarious <laughs> on downloadable. So imagine being a remake outsold by your original because your remake is so bad. Like that's, that's pretty terrible. Um, all right. So we're going to uh, go through these one at a time. The nominees for video game failure failure of 2020 that failed the hardest. First one is Warcraft 3 Reforged. Any Warcraft players here? Yep. This game came out with a bunch of, like, it just disappointed people, you know, which was a shame. Uh, this next one is fun. Has anyone heard about the Monster Hunter film controversy? It's been out the last few days. No. Oh, boy. What's yes, happening? I have. Yes, I have. That's a very worthy nominee. So, Monster Hunter movie, which is being made by the same team of from the those six Resident Evil movies. You know, like oh, the, oh yes, the same director and even like the same actress, um, lead oh, actress. No. You know, it's something that no one really asked for. I think, in my opinion, um, it has been released only in China so far and I had to pull it because there was a joke on it that was perceived by the Chinese audience as racist or offensive. So the production company, um, the Capcom who, you know, make Monster Hunter had to distance himself from the project, uh, <laughs> which oh, is, yuck. I think that's what, when that Doom movie came out sometime last year and the Doom, I think, I think there was the Doom movie, Connor, the developers had to distance themselves from that as well. Um, yeah. yeah. So it was pulled from cinemas in its only, you know, like. <laughs> but to be fair, this is one of those good publicity things because it sounds like no one really knew that the Monster Hunter movie was even a thing or coming out, you know? So this is yeah, probably the most why. press it's ever going to get. Yeah. Yeah. It seems yeah. like you didn't know about it, Dem. I had no idea. I feel like we've talked about it in the past, but anyway, it kind of flew out of my brain. Amazing. Yeah, and it wouldn't be on this list anyway if it wasn't for this because the trailer was kind of boring and I think the movie's going to suck. So um, yeah. that's the way it is. Uh, next one is Microsoft shutting down Mixer. All right. Um, that did happen this year, right? Like this year's gone so weird. I don't even know what happened this year. Um, I think so. I think so. I remember reporting on it when it happened and mm. being about as interested as I am now. <laughs> <laughs> what about all those streamers that lost everything? And then when yeah, what, poor Ninja. Ninja he lost went everything. back to Twitch and got more money. He went back to right. YouTube gaming. Face, yeah, YouTube gaming. Yes, it's oh, yeah. Facebook gaming. Yep. 
Um, so back to, uh, you mentioned this before, Jake, and Nintendo being a villain, you know, shutting down Smash Brothers and Splatoon live events. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty sad. Um, and uh, Halo Infinite, because that got delayed, so the Xbox Series X and S has no exclusive game at launch, and also the Halo Infinite game did not look very good when it was shown. Um, hey. Epic versus Apple, there is so much there, but it's just it's just stupid. Um, big corporations having a big complaint about each other, great. Um, I'm calling this one Cyber Project 2077, and I swear I actually wrote that by accident. So just CD Project Red and Cyberpunk 2077 in general, just the whole thing, uh, you know, the crunch debacle and some other seizure-related matters, which we'll get to in a bit. And then the final one is Xbox Series X and PS5 pre-order selling out all that nonsense. The fact yeah. that you can't buy one, that's a massive fail. But I'll, I'll announce the winner. But uh, why don't you... You guys let me know which one do you think would win out of those? What do you personally think? I'm going scalpins. Scalpins. <laughs> You're going the X the Xbox Series X. That actually is not the scalpers because they're the villains. This one goes to the Sony and Microsoft for failing to prepare for this because you know uh, it's like, it's like they had the present of the Switch and the PS4 and the Xbox One selling out. Mm. They knew this was coming. Exactly. And come on, around the Christmas time, the holiday times, the exactly. green times. Come when on, gaming guys. revenue went up by like a lot. In a year mm. where gaming was like the only like sport that was going for most of the year. Like, <laughs> exactly. come on. <laughs> Dem and Jacob, what are your two predictions for this award? Uh, I think I'm leaning towards, and I hate saying that I'm leaning towards this, but I think the biggest fail of this year would come from Nintendo. They are mm. doing everything to be anti-consumer as of yep. the last yeah. six months I, for some reason. I agree. If everything is about just shutting down the consumer, shutting down the fans, and it's just so sad. We should take note that this is actually what I've read, mostly Nintendo of America, because apparently Nintendo of Europe is not like this, and mm. maybe not even Nintendo of Japan is like this. So it's something to do with Nintendo of America. I mean, and... when you've got a villain like Bowser running the Yeah, game, literally. Like... It's all fireballs and and castles and stealing princesses. Like, come on, man. Not okay. Yeah. And they gave us this Fire Emblem re-release, the original, but we still don't have Mother 3. Like, what is this, like, yes! what is this push-pull thing going on? Come on! <laughs> you should know by now, Mother 3 isn't real. <laughs> Never existed. Never existed. What, but what is real is Dan's prediction. For this oh, award. yeah, no, Nintendo. I, I no, reckon I Nintendo. Oh. Stefan, who is the winner of the biggest gaming fail of 2020? Well, it is Cyber Project. So CD Project Red and Cyberpunk 2077 for two reasons. Um, well, first of all, like this game was overhyped. It's probably it's not, you know, how, how can you, this game has been developed for what, five or seven years. It was hyped up too much, but that's nothing new. It was way too buggy on its release. Um, they haven't even sent out reviews for, for the console version. So no one even knows if the Xbox One will explode or not when you put the disc in. Um, so, and, you know, so it was the crunch thing where they said, oh, no, we, we, we don't do crunch. We don't do crunch. And then at the 11th hour, they delayed the game and made the developers crunch even more. Mm-hmm. So working 12-hour days, six days a week, you know, it's... Unlike, actually, I, I don't want to give a dishonorable mention to the Last of Us developers because they also made their developers crunch. 
And at least CD Projekt Red, the Polish laws means they did have to pay them overtime. So we'll give them that. Well, but congratu- congratulations to CD. There is, one, there is one bit that pushed this over the edge. You might have heard of it in the last 24 hours. The game is literally, the game literally gives people seizures. Nice. That's what we love. We don't love that, guys. <laughs> one of the game, one of the game reviewers put out a warning saying that there's this bit where the game like almost deliberately, like some sort of I don't I don't really understand it, but basically the game gave her a violent seizure. Oh my god. Very badly. And it's awful. It's like it's almost like the game in that point is like a seizure simulation. So it's like, oh, we'll just have a seizure simulation. Uh we'll see what happens. And then this person actually got one. So I'm glad she saved this game, but they, they have responded by saying that they are working on a permanent solution. But tomorrow when the game launches at the time of recording, I don't know what's going to happen. Oh my I God. don't know Are if I'll get it done in time. Pol- it's not poly- good enough. Going to yeah. Porygon Pokemon moment. Oh yeah, God. exactly. <laughs> and oh, Cyberpunk is like, <laughs> that's like a, it's, Cyberpunk comes from a lot of like Japanese culture as well. So it's just like, yeah. you must know about this, but uh what do you guys reckon? Do you think that on a whole cyber, cyber, what did I call it? Cyber project, <laughs> cyber project. What do you guys I think? think? Good, good winner. Mega you know face plant, love it. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I've, I've literally got a list in front of me of things that happened since it was announced, and you talking about the seizures. Because fair warning to anyone who has photosensitive uh, epilepsy or anything like that: be aware and be cautious mm. with it. Yeah. Um, this is for a game that's hyped up for about five, six years, as you said, to have issues like this, not even game breaking, almost human breaking. Yeah, um, that's, that's a bloody health hazard. Pretty pathetic. Um, guys. And as much as it's CD Projekt Red. It's the fifth wall. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> C- CD Projekt Red has had mostly in the past, before CD, uh, before Cyberpunk this year, a good standing with people this might break a lot of that i'm worried yeah well, i mean in in fairness i think the witcher 3 launched with a lot of bugs and they were patched out you know skyrim as well etc that's not cd project red but you know i think the game will be patched out fairly well but the fact is developers probably messed this up when they were working for their 60th hour that week for mm-hmm. like the third eighth day running so you know well, that's mistakes happen well stefan you know what's better than working those long hours our next song <laughs> all right uh what have we got we've got uh oh another metal track love it hardwired by metallica awesome album you're listening to player one with jacob dam connor and myself stefan yeah that's rough dude. yeah i hadn't heard about that no yeah, yes. just yeah, just twenty four hours. I'm just like, I, I need to put this in. Like, come on, <laughs> are you serious? Uh, are you freaking serious? Right. So Jeez. we'll go through ping. Um, then afterwards, I'll announce Jacob as EP, and then I'll just do like a bit of a like bit of thank yous and all that, and then we'll get get to it. Are you home yet, Connor? Nope. 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 Not I'm home walking, yet. Nope. Walking along the street. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about, not about to die. Suddenly you just like activated the, the, the fucking yeah. sign. All right, cool. So, um, Stefan, you can back announce. Take it away in three, two, one, go. Hardwired by Metallica there. 
you're on player one with Dam and Jacob, Connor, and myself, Stefan. It is great to be back on the final player one of the year. And it's time for my favorite segment because I did kind of invent it, I guess, is Ping Player One News Gatherers, the greatest gaming journalism geek in town with a budget of minus five cents, uh, which is very generous, I must say. Thank you, Sin, for that. Um, so, yeah, this is where I, this is obviously like a Christmas themed one. And because Christmas hasn't actually happened yet, I kind of have some stories from last year. And I want to like use this as a public service warning to help people not have a horrible Christmas this year, because that's what journalism is all about, is making the world a better place. And although for some people making it worse, but my, my, I want to make it a better place. I want to make Christmas in 2020 a really good one. Um, but uh, yeah, we've got some stories. Uh, Jacob, you want to get the first one? Yeah, so this one's an interesting one. Uh, gamers' Christmas lists are actually really testing Santa's patience, and I can very much understand why. There have been a lot of delays and things that yeah. have pushed back. Poor bloke, he's going to be out Christmas Eve before he has to do anything, trying to find <laughs> this last magical copy of uh, Cyberpunk or trying to yeah. pre-order a, a, a Xbox Series X that doesn't exist now. Yeah, and I do have like a a response letter that's been leaked from Santa and he's like said to this kid kid there is no PlayStation 5 version of Cyberpunk yet you have to put in your PS5 disc it's not my fault that you asked for the digital version you just have it so look Santa's I I feel you I really got a feel for Santa like you know he's you know there's no he's kind of he's had plenty of time to stock up on switches um, he's also got plenty of Xbox Series S's because nobody seems to be buying those. Um, but they all want the Series X's. So, you know, it's, it's really tough for him. And all those collector's editions that I'm sure all of you really want, Santa has run out of all of them because this kid has asked for all of them. So, gotta, you know. I've got to say, it sounds like this isn't the first kid to ask. He opens with, look, kid. He like he's, done. he's already sick of this auto-generated email at this point yeah oh, and look he's it's... signing it because he has to look it's uh look, let's just have uh let's just have an well this article is not from last year this is a brand new one so we just want to make sure that 2020 is good for... be nice to santa okay don't ask him for an xbox series x when he only has xbox series s you know, uh, go to a scalper for that. The scalpers are the real Santa's yeah. this year. Yeah, the scalpers Santa's truly gonna... take over the world at this point. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Poor Santa's uh, going to be more stressed than mum on Christmas Day. Or absolutely. dad, whoever cooks your meal. You, maybe. Santa probably can't <laughs> cook. But, um, um, Stefan, you've been hitting these ping articles. Let's see what we've got next. All right, Dem, you got the next one. This is a very important yeah. story. This is from, this is from last important. year again. And this one will be very important for the 2020 Xmas. Indeed. So, headline, Christmas ruined by new console updating for nine hours. Yes, and consider that was the PlayStation (laughs) 4 last year. When you get the PlayStation 5 or your Series X, it's going to be like downloading updates for the next, for (laughs) like, you you might be lucky to play it by, by New Year's, you know, for a lot of kids around the country in Australia, like, you know, Boxing Day, just go to the box and sales, okay? While your console yeah, updates. Look, that's going to be really sad. Imagine getting the um, bloody Call of Duty. That thing's going to be updating every 10 minutes. Yeah. 
Yeah, sorry, we haven't oh, included boy. the second level. You'll have to update your console to yeah, they have to access update the, rest the console of the game. so Call of Duty doesn't explode it. Spyro actually did that. The Spyro Reignited trilogy. You had to download that. one game, yeah, the whole mm. thing. I was shocked. <laughs> but then they yeah, fixed no. that for the Switch version, which was much better. Understandably so. Mm. I'd love to see this challenge though. See if you can cook all your Christmas meals by the time that your console is updated. Because I promise you, yes. you'll be eating first. Mm. But, um, nine hours. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's what's, awesome. But what's I, not going to take as long as a console updating is a final story. Yeah, mm. so this is the final story. Um, this this actually happened, this kind of thing actually happened to me years ago. So this is actually like a true story that happened to me. But uh, here's the story. Kid attempts best fake smile after receiving crappy license game from uncle. Yeah. Yep. Pretty relatable. Yep. How, how much do you, t- yeah. do you guys relate to that? Yeah. Oh uh, you know, you, you wake up on Christmas morning, you go down to the Christmas tree, you see what looks like a game, you open up. It turns out it's Eminem's Kart Racer instead of Mario Kart. But you know that's listen. That's not that's that's it happens. You just got to live with it. Got to make do. If you grew up owning a DS or a Wii, all you know is licensed cards games. games. <laughs> this is actually true. Like I, my uncle got me and my brother on the GameCube Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which is actually a pretty good game. The problem that's was we a already, really good game. We already had it, so he's like, oh, sad. He's sad. So he goes and gives us another game. We're like, oh, we're excited. What game? It's uh, Batman Vengeance on the GameCube. Oh, and dear God. Whether dear you know God. that or not, oh, doesn't boy. matter. Like, it, yeah. it, you haven't heard of it, and it's probably for the best. It wasn't anything yeah. special. So I, I remember playing all of the Harry Potter games because Prisoner of Azkaban, not Prisoner of Azkaban, Chamber of Secrets was so good. Mm. Prisoner of Azkaban, shocking. Uh, it, was like, it was like Crash Bandicoot, but with Harry Potter characters. It was weird. But and then from it, then on, it was strange. After Chamber of Secrets, they don't have like the PlayStation One Harry Potter mm. face anymore, so it's definitely oh, exactly. not playing true. anymore. You are mm, missing out on those great polygons. But Stefan, thank thing. you for for do, for do, reliving your classic Ping articles. Your journalistic career has really yeah regifting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for letting me regift these old stories. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but we have one bit of uh, one extra bit of. Uh, fun news before we Ooh. head off for you guys head off for the night and we are i'm very proud to announce the next executive producer for player one for 2021 it will be jacob oh wait what? <laughs> that's right that's right we, we you didn't know about it absolutely not but uh jacob yeah. congratulations my friend thank you i can't wait to bring you guys and with everyone else, of course, all the contributors and all the DLC characters and everyone who will come in, uh, a great year and great program next year. Yeah, what's, what's oddly funny about this moment right now is that you have the 2019, 2020, and now 2021 executive producers all in the same Zoom call. And Dem. And 2020. And Dem, yes, and Dem is here as well. 2022 EP, right, Dem? Oh yeah! yeah. Oh, oh. How, how old do you have to be to be sin dead? Oh, I don't know. I won't. I won't ask your age because that is just rude. Yeah, um, it is very rude. But yeah, Jacob. Very well. I'm just going to start off with with you, Jacob. Here, um, ever since you stepped into Player One, you have been contributing in every single way you can. 
um, whether it be editing, doing reviews early on in the year, even just filling in for hosting spots that in season one, we did have some people who couldn't make it. You were the first person to just raise your hand and be like, I'm free. I can do it. And I really appreciated that. Your work throughout seasons two, three, and four were all fantastic in every single way. And everything that you have contributed has been very well deserved for your new role. I, I don't know what to say. Thank you. I concur. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you too. Reliable <laughs> unit. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, all I can say is thank you. And um, I hope to work with a lot of you next year. And you know what? Anyone listening, definitely check out Sin's website. She might be able to join in and um, actually become uh, yeah. the producer for 2022. Recruitment yeah. is most definitely back up. And Dem, you mm. were just such a ray of sunshine in season one. I tried. One out, like, you, I was very grateful and very proud to have you as a part of my team. You not only contributed in your ways as well, we've done several reviews. You took part in one of our, probably one of our most favorite parts of the year when we did our lovely Animal Crossing uh, crossover with uh, Loud and Queer, but you have been just a delight, not only in person when we're in the studios, but also in the Player One group chat. Um, I am extremely proud of what you've been able to do this year. And I'm just extremely proud to have you as a part of the crew and just as a friend in general. Oh my God, this is so touching. Thank you, Connor. Damn, look how hard she's blushing. Oh my God, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, it's like I've got a plant growing on yeah. the top of her head. <laughs> she's growing up but, <laughs> but, you know, I'm very proud of everyone in, in the group and I'm just ecstatic, Jacob, for you. You've earned this. It's very well earned. And Dem, you yourself, you've done so much for the crew. You've done so much for the team. That it says the EP who ran the I show. Gonna, I, yeah, I was going to say, vice versa, you managed to He's make this show. He's trying to close the show without saying anything nice about himself. Yeah, you, made, you made this no, show no, what it was it. in 2020 through COVID-19, <laughs> which Indeed. is no laughing matter, no small uh, achievement. And you made this show one of the best experiences in sin, or radio uh, there is. So congrats to you. You have made this show brilliant. <laughs> Indeed, oh, thank best you, part thank of you. my year, honest. Oh, like, hang on, can we all clap? I don't know how this is going to sound on radio, but yeah, amazing. Well yeah, done. Yeah. And look, <laughs> I should say, as the predecessor who did recommend Connor uh, to be EP, uh, Connor, you were really good to work with last year, uh, which is obviously why I recommended you. And, you know, I've listened to the show throughout the year and uh, shout out to Jacob and Dem for doing great jobs um i definitely recognized your voices before i recognized your faces <laughs> but because uh, <laughs> um, i've heard your voices so many times so good good stuff um yeah connor you did great work and you know look i understand it's obviously very disappointing that we didn't get to you probably didn't get to experience the stuff that i got to do last year which was like packs and high score and um supernova and the Melbourne esports event, um, which I forgot what it's called, but it was awesome. I hope you all get to do that next year. Make sure you do it because it was really, really fun. I think running some of these player one events was, you know, one of the highlights of, you know, my life actually. You know, you go listen to some of those past podcasts and we did some really good stuff. So what well on Connor and uh good on you, Jacob, for becoming the player one EP. It's gonna be very rewarding. But uh, just remember that we are watching you very closely 
Oh, no, okay, yeah. no pressure. Oh. But what, what is also watching us as uh, you three close out your awards for the night is our next song. Dem, what have we got coming up? We have the wonderful tune Forever by Code Orange. You're listening to Player One on Sin with Stefan, Dem, hi, that's me, Jacob and Connor. Wow, what a great show. Dem and Jacob for yeah. presenting their awards. And also saying congratulations to Jacob on becoming the new EP of Player One. All right. Okay. So, everyone ready? Yeah. Cool. Jesse, you're all good? Wait. Yeah, I'm all set. Can you, can you guys, am I cutting out at all? Have I been cutting out? Not that I've noticed. Okay, cool. Um, All right. Jesse, Nick, you guys are all good to go? I'd like to think so. Cool. All right. So, Nathan, take it away in five, four, three, two, one. That was Forever by Code Orange. You're listening to Player One, this segment with Nathan, Connor, Nick, and Jesse. Um, last segment, we had Stefan, Jacob, uh, De- and Dem doing their awards. Thank And thank them for that. And congratulations, Jacob, for um, becoming the new EP of Player One next year. Yeah, Yay. very, very well earned. Very well earned, Jacob. Yes, um, the, so yeah. the new final boss will be taking over from me. But it's time to get back into some fantastic awards here at the Player Oneies for 2020. And Nick, I believe that you are reviving an old favourite. I'm reviving a classic, Connor. So for all you Player One listeners, are you ready for the Michael Transaction Award nominees? Oh. <laughs> uh. So here are the here are the nominees: the event, the Marvel's Avengers, the entire game by Square <laughs> Enix, NBA 2K21's unskippable ads, Star Citizen, the whole thing, Control Ultimate, Ad- <laughs> and Valorant's 300 skin set, and the winner goes to The Last of Us Part Two. What a oh, fantastic award. Congratulations. Congratulations, <laughs> Naughty Dog. It's, a, it's an absolute miracle. Oh, my God. Listen, they, 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 they swept the awards at Jeff Keighley's Game Awards. They're going to do the same thing for Player One and the Player One No, no, we're not I, doing that. I couldn't believe it. Honestly, I did not see that one coming. <laughs> Neil Druckmann, you've done it again. <laughs> No, you know, let's I was, just not I was do reading that. all the nominees and I didn't see it there. <laughs> it's just, uh, oh my who, god. Who, who was the actual winner? Or loser, I guess. Naughty dog, game. you naughty dog. Um the actual winner is Valorant's three hundred skin set. Yes, yeah. they're uh they're three hundred dollar skin set, which absolutely stunned me to the point where it has uh, joined the <laughs> likes. A fallout first in becoming the Michael Transaction Award. So big, big congratulations for Valorant, everyone. Give them a round of applause. They will be receiving a ceremonial tweet from Woo! the Twitter accounts. As all of our awards, they will be presented with a 
tweet from the Twitter account because, frankly, that's all you need in a award show as prestigious as the player one is. Yes. Um, I guess my award is next. So yep, take it away, Nathan. There, there's kind of a bit of a in joke at player one. A lot of the time, I say, "Oh, that game is amazing," when I've never played it. So this award is the award for the best game I've never played this year. <laughs> so um, the nominees, I have a few. So the nominees were Animal Crossing: New Horizons, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Iron Harvest, Genshin Impact, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost Runner, and Cyberpunk 2077. And the winner is... (laughs) Ghost of Tsushima is the best game I have never played this year. Congratulations to Sucker Punch. This is uh, for fun fact. Uh, this is their second award of the night. Ghost of Tsushima is on a roll here at the Player Oneies. It's just absolutely amazing. Nathan. Congratulations to Sucker Punch. They're going to receive two tweets today. Two tweets tonight. Nathan. Yes? Nathan, please tell us about your favourite part of playing Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> well, I haven't played it. <laughs> well, Nathan, if there's one thing that I know that you would definitely prefer playing than Ghost of Tsushima. And, th- and that's our next song. What are we, what are we got coming up? Oh, God. I, oh I should probably, God. like, we should probably do a separate award for Connor's worst segue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the segue king here. What? That was so, too yeah. smooth that it hurt. <laughs> the next uh, song is Techno Syndrome, Mortal Kombat by The Immortals. You're listening to Player One on Sin with Nathan, Connor, Jesse, and Nick. That was Techno Syndrome Mortal Kombat by The Immortals. And you're listening to Player One with Nathan, Connor, Jesse, and Nick. We're and, back uh, with the Player Oneies. Yes. And Nathan, it is, uh, it's time to bring on our favorite main man, Harry, who is presenting his award. Harry, take it away. Thank you, Connor. Uh, Well, so it's my time to to announce my award for this year's Player One Awards ceremony. I'm sure all of them so far have been very, very nice to listen to. A lot of very gracious uh, recipients of these beautiful pieces of uh, metal that we're definitely handing out to everyone at some point, you know. Yes. The award, so it will be real. I mean, all, I mean, this is real right now. It's being live streamed. Oh, you just can't see it. Without question. And all all award winners will receive a ceremonial tweet from the Player One Twitter account. And, you know, unlike Jeff Keighley's Game Awards, these are the only awards that should matter. It's very true. So my award for this year, it's a, well, it's a slight throwback to a, it's in memoriam of a former producer of ours. He was, a, he was a fine man, and he did very good work for Cena and for Player One. So I would like to, uh, well, I'll give my name, award name out. It is the Sexy Stefan 69 Award for Excellence <laughs> in Player One. Now, oh, I love it. Yes. It really just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Sexy Stefan 69 Award for Excellence in Player One. I mean, you can just say it like that. It's beautiful. So... I don't actually have a list of nominees because I didn't feel like I needed to do that because realistically there is only one person who I thought was uh, 
well, who would be receiving that one? And that, of course, is to uh, Mr. Connor Matthews, our producer at Player One. He has received the Sexy Stefan 69 Award, a very uh, a very um, great privilege. He's holding it up right now. He just can't believe yeah. what's happening. Really okay. is just beautiful. Uh, I, I'm... I'm holding it right up here. It's very, it's very large. It's surprisingly large, but I'll put that down there for a second. Just keep it away. But yes. Feel free Connor. to take that voice clip out of context as much as you want. But Connor, Absolutely. congratulations. How do you feel that you've won the, the sexy Stefan 69 award for excellence in player one after a fine year as producer? I mean, what, what do you have to say to all your loyal listeners, fans, everyone out there? I, uh, Personally, I did not expect a serenation from you, Harry. I, um, you know, thank you. I, I appreciate all the kind words. Uh, I will take this award and hang it up high alongside my um, my custom Funko Pop and my Crash pa- Crash Bandicoot paraphernalia. But you know, like I've just tried to do what I what was expected of me to begin with try to be organized, try, try to really, I've, I've, you know, just try to make sure that everyone's happy and everyone's involved in some capacity. Like, I I wanted to make sure that Player One could continue the momentum that we had last year. And though obviously we had a ton of roadblocks, i.e. a freaking pandemic, we were still able to continue that momentum and really carry it on really well throughout the entire year with a consistent growth of new members and just consistent growth of content. And I guess before we, before we hand it off to our, uh, to the other awards, you know, I guess before we go, or before we go to the other awards, Harry, you, you yourself though, like at the start of the year, we weren't able to really get you in as much, but for season four, you have been nothing but amazing. You in, in several weeks in my absence, you ran the show and you did an absolutely impeccable job of that. You were able to really support me in that. You were able to make sure that everything went off without a hitch. And the episodes that you did were always just great fun to listen back to. You know, getting that recording on a Sunday, getting it ready to be sent out to the to, to the higher ups at Sin. Um, I always enjoyed listening back to them because I know you guys were just having fun and you were able to really just, you know, even when I'm not there, you guys were able to do everything just perfectly. I was so happy. I was so grateful that you were able to step up and and really handle it and do a great job of it. Um, but on top of that, I, I just like with Nathan, like with Nick, as I said to them, and I just like having you around, you add that extra bit of fun to play one, obviously when we're all together. And that has been a part that I've missed. I've missed the physical interaction going into the studios on a Monday night, being able to hang out with friends before a show. But you you were able to continue that even just through Zoom recordings. And you were just great to have as a season four host. You were able to step up and really do a fantastic job of that. But yeah, most importantly, you were able to step in when I couldn't and you did a fantastic job with everything that I threw at you. So thank you so much, Harry. Well, you're making me blush, Connor, really. But I mean, this is this award is for you. 
I mean, don't don't be propping yeah. me up on a pedestal. You're the man that's been running I'm, the show this whole year. I'm, so you enjoy that award. You got to oh, make I sure will. you keep it clean. You know, put it all on that yep. pedestal road up there. Yep. I don't know Polish if it's going to be. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be George's Funko Pop of you, but it's definitely maybe running in a close second. So do oh, enjoy and uh, good luck with next year. I know you'll be with us for uh, at least episodes of Player One, but good luck with your higher up work and all the. Thank well, you. you'll basically you. be one of the people running Sin. So the way you've been running Player One, I'm sure it's going to keep going uh, just as smoothly. Yes, and I'm sure that you will absolutely love. Uh, Jacob, who will be the next Player One EP. But uh, thank you, Harry. And we're going to throw it off to our next award. Insert Harry here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Jesse, get yours queued up and ready to go. Um, I will be uh, bringing it back in three, two, one. Uh, thank you very much, Harry. That was an absolutely fantastic award. Fantastic stuff, if you ask me. Truly nothing better from the man himself. But, of course, we, we still have some awards, guys. Let's uh, let's bring in our, our main man, Jesse. Welcome back, Jesse. It's been a while. It has, yes. Uh, far too long. Many far too long. Um, my award tonight comes with an uncharacteristic message of hope i think a lot of the year if you take out the sort of big guns the likes of new horizons and things like that the last couple of years uh have been very successful i think in terms of prominent remasters um nostalgia seems as strong as it's arguably ever been and so my award to try and bring a bit of goodwill back to gaming next year has no official title so we'll just call it the restore some good to the world by please remastering this title in 2021 award and the four nominees are as follows number one is viva pinata and when i say viva pinata i would really rather keep it to the garden sim that helped it earn its name, not the super off-kilter racing party game thing that they did a few years later. Number two, The Simpsons Hit and Run uh, seems to be still an all-time childhood classic among this generation, uh, remembered as fondly as any game I've really ever seen. Number three, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Um, they are traditionally next in line as far as the Pokemon main series goes. For remakes, we've got Ruby and Sapphire remade um, in a bundle with Sun and Moon. And the fourth and final nominee for the remaster in 2021, please, award, is the original Banjo-Kazooie for the Nintendo 64. Um, of course, now that, the, now that Banjo and Kazooie themselves are in Smash, and from in my limited experience, uh, very, very fearsome opponents indeed. I think it's restored some interest in the franchise. Obviously, Rare's a pretty different company now, but um, I think absolutely a worthy addition to the list. And so the winner of the Please Remaster This for the Sake of the World in 2021 award is, as you may have been able to guess, The Simpsons Hit and Run. Now... Hey! Yay! Hey! 
it, it still continues to go down in um, the hearts of many people our age as the absolute best game that uh, they ever encountered during their childhood. It's been cried out for for years. It's been rumored time and time again, seemingly. Nothing's come to fruition yet, but I think a lot of people are holding on to hope that we're going to see it soon. And uh, what better time? I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. But um, <laughs> but before we go into our next song, obviously, um, for this, I tried to get um, as many people involved as possible. Um, I just want to list off some of you who couldn't make it. Um, firstly, um, obviously, very familiar to our audience, George. Um, George, like... Though he wasn't able to do much because due to um, living situation, doing it from home, it just didn't work for him. But George is someone who just every time, even before um, we had to do everything remotely, George was just awesome to work with. Um, I loved having him around. I loved being able to talk to him. I love being able to just have him in our studios just for some laughs in the middle of a song break. Like, I really miss that from him. And we had some fun. We did a few things with George. We had our Ion Fury review, which he did a fantastic job in that. He did a review early on in the year. Even I think it was, I believe it was our first episode, which was awesome. And this year, actually, George was responsible for um, making me probably the best birthday gift I've ever received in a custom Funko Pop of myself. Um, George is just awesome in every single way. Like I, I hope once we are in the studios, he'll be back, back in action on a more regular basis. So, like George, George is awesome. Freaking love him to death, and I'm still eternally grateful to have him as a part of the crew, because even, even then, he's still able to contribute so much and just be there for the team. And I freaking enjoy every single second of that. Um, Eleni wasn't able to make it, but Eleni has really been one of the life, one of my lifesavers this year. Um, every time I've asked her to try and edit something, she's been able to do it and do a great job at it. Um, she's done some fantastic articles, done some fantastic reviews. Um, our Last of Us Part 2 review, her uh, written Animal Crossing review up on the website. The Last of Us Part 2 pieces up on the website. Now, Mass Effect Remaster Wishlist um, podcast. That's like that kind of thing was so much fun. And her work um, throughout seasons three and four, jumping in in a hosting role was really just great work from her. She has been able to really help me out in a lot of ways and really, really take into her own and really be able to show what she can do. She's been able to really shine this year, and that's what I've been really most proud of about Eleni. And then finally, Kate, one of our uh, new recruits from this year, she did a few things, and I'm very proud of her for doing that because she does have her own challenges, and she's been able to overcome them in, a, in an amazing way. Kate has been awesome to work with, awesome to talk to, even just um, through play one group chat and even just talking to her. Um, obviously, she wasn't able to actually come into the studio and join us, but hopefully next year she'll get that opportunity. But thank you, Kate, 
Eleni, George, for your efforts this year. I have been extremely, extremely grateful for what you've all been able to do. Um, and to everyone in this Zoom call right now, um, Jesse, it's just great to actually see you. It's been great. It's just great to hear you because it's been a while since you've been able to jump on to player one. Um, you had, unfortunately, you had to leave um, in the middle of season two, which it sucked. And there was missing that void. And obviously season one, you were very active in helping out and jumping on there whenever you, whenever you could. And it was just awesome to have you around. You were someone that, you know, I was, I was very happy in hoping to really teach you how to do, you know, even the, like work in the panel, doing some editing, doing um, like just being able to control the flow on air and be able to bounce off people. Um, you were very good at that, bouncing off others in when you were on air to begin with, and it was great. And hopefully next year, um, when we're able to be back in the studios, that obviously we don't know when, um, you'll still be around, you'll still be with us, and I hope that you'll still be able to um, contribute in all the awesome ways you do. Well, rest assured, but um, once those doors are open again, it'll be uh, mm. tough to get rid yeah. of, I think. I wouldn't want to miss it. <laughs> no, I'm glad that you'd be tough to get rid of. I want you back in the, the doors of sin, but Nathan, you were also another one of those lifesavers where anytime we needed someone to jump in, you were one of the first people to put your hand up and help out in any way you could. Like, it's always fun just to have you around. Like, you always get us to smile, always get us to laugh. I appreciate all that you were able to do for me. Even, you know, you jumped in some shows when I wasn't able to be there and you were just awesome. You were able to fill in um, during season two, three, four, and you were just able to have so much fun. Obviously, once again, um, we wish we could be in the studios. I really <laughs> wish we could, but you, you were such a great help to me this year, um, filling in when you could, and I appreciate everything that you've done for Player One this year. Thank you. And I'm hoping we can get back to normality soon <laughs> yes without question without question and um the final the final man in this uh in this zoom call um nick you you know i i i miss just being in the same room as you man like you were able to have so much fun with us when we could when we could have you on um we did like a trial run of our first recording and you were able to you were able to really sort of help me figure out what works and what doesn't when we decided to well when we were forced to do everything remotely. You were able to help me out in that regard, figure out what's best, and we did a lot of great stuff. Like our Crash Four trailer analysis, um, that's nearly at a hundred downloads, and that that was in um a large part because you were able to really jump in and chime in with your, with really your thoughts, your opinions on the analysis, your ideas of what this could mean. Um, 
it was really just awesome to have you on whenever you could. And every time you were on, you were able to really contribute in so many ways. Um, you know, next year, I hope that once again, for everyone, I hope you'll be able to get more of an opportunity to really jump in, whether it be still doing things remotely or being in the studios. Oh no, Nick. <laughs> oh, we lost him. No. Oh. <laughs> so, sorry, Connor. I pulled my heart out, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Leave him hanging. It's like he was confessing. There's no such you, thing. Like... <laughs> oh, sorry, Connor. Can you repeat that again? Oh, <laughs> no, I heard it, all of it. Oh, good, um, man. No, thank, thank you so much, Connor. I really appreciate it. But in, but it's uh, it's my pleasure to help you, help, like you know, help you figure everything out. And I think, um, you know, if you're gonna do all of this honoring of everyone, I think it's best if we honor you. And for me, I think you, as a producer, as an EP, as a producer, as personally, I think you are the, uh, you are probably the greatest candidate slash leader i think you were the best leader to lead player one during you know this time of crisis if you will this very difficult um this difficult year because you always even though you were exhausted almost (laughs) pretty all pretty much all of the time you you pulled through and the show kept floating and and it keeps floating to this day because of that and you're that you you're way too dedicated to this and it's, it's just amazing to it's amazing it's amazing that we can act we can help you uh you know keep keep it you know existing and also elevate help you elevate the show to you know be the best incarnation of player one that has existed and i think uh i hope you know for next year and the the years go on for player one i hope the the legacy you know people if there's a if there's a if there's a wall full of drawings of what happened in the past like it's a like it's a zelda game or something <laughs> that there's just a there's a picture of in robes who like you know pushed player one through the dark times or something just <laughs> yeah you're a great uh, leader connor you should you deserve absolutely everything that you know you should get and i think uh i'm gonna speak for i'm gonna speak for the others and i'm sure i'm sure they agree for that with that if they don't please please tell us right now why (laughs) (laughs) no i totally agree you have been the best ep ever (laughs) no oh geez don't tell stefan that (laughs) oh I don't know. It's it's a tie then. It's a tie between you and Stefan. It's a one A one B. But um, you know, the main thing for me, like when we were forced to move um to do everything remotely, was to just just consistently have a show on um, and you know I'll you know I think I'll save that. But before we wrap up the end of the year for player one nathan we have a very special song 
And I specifically yes. want you to front and back announce this one. Oh, I've missed so, this. Um, I'm sorry that you you guys are hearing this song so much this year, those listeners out there. But um, we have the DK rap from Donkey Kong. And I know it's a terrible song, but these guys just won't stop playing it. So <laughs> thank you. I them do not apologize. Yeah, I, I don't apologize. <laughs> nope. As, as the Player One team community, we issue this statement in which we do not apologize. We do not heartfeltly apologize for playing the DK rap from Donkey Kong 64, composed by Grant Kirkhope during this time. <laughs> well, yes, you're listening to Player One, and we're going to be hearing the Donkey Kong rap, the DK rap. <laughs> That was the DK rap, the worst song ever. <laughs> um, oh, that was, I'm, I'm sorry ever. you had to hear that. <laughs> anyway, you're listening to Player One on Sin with Nathan, Connor, Nick, and Jesse. And yeah, yeah, we've got some closing words before the end of the last show of the year. Yeah. Um, I guess I kind of want to do a bit of a spiel on this because I'm actually sort of you know just to give you an idea um, this year for Player One though we it's been difficult um, from my end there's been a lot of stress a lot of um, lack of sleep at times but and a lot of it has to really do because we've had to really adjust to a lot but I think even with all those adjustments, this year was one of the strongest years I think we've ever had. Um, I say that because our, our group, Player One, has reached height, like reached numbers that we've never seen at Player One before. Um, we've, I have been, like we've all been, and I have been extremely lucky um, this year to have um, a total of 16 people as a part of the crew this year. Um, Ooh. It's insane. We've been very lucky. Um, I, the hopes, like peek behind the curtain, um, the hopes were this year um, were to potentially start a second player one show. That was the hope, that was the goal, that was the finish line for me. That would have been my ultimate, that was the project I really wanted to try and achieve this year, but um, we decided that potentially due to this year's circumstances, um, it probably wouldn't be best. Um, That'd be a whole, it'd be a whole, um, just a whole lot of adjustments, whole lot of issues in regards to trying to get it off the ground. And it just would not have worked if we didn't have physical interaction with trying to get this show together, with trying to get a second show together. But the idea was definitely there. I had, you know, the inkling of an idea was there and we were definitely going to have the numbers for it, which was awesome. Um, I, God, it's, it's sort of now hitting me that this time like my time as executive producer has come up. Um, 
this being the executive producer of player one has been one of the greatest experiences of my life um as a person it has taught me a lot about myself that i didn't know um i didn't know that i could i was capable of being able to handle a large crew of people and try and organize something for everyone i didn't know that I could do something like this because I did, I really didn't. I'm, I was, it, when I first got, when I was first suggested for the position, I myself wasn't sure in myself. I wasn't sure if I could do it. And through the support of my crew, through the support of SIN staff, um, they taught me that I could do that. And they showed me that I could do that. Not only do it, but do it well. Um, we did so much stuff this year and I'm so proud of every single bit of it. You know, we started off the year with a freaking bang with our season one crew firing on all cylinders, hitting it off so well as a group and being able to really enjoy um, being in the studios and I think we take it for granted potential we probably took it for granted but now you know when we get back there it's going to be a whole special thing for us because we spent a whole year missing out on it but um, you know season one was freaking awesome we had so much fun it was really a great time and I it taught me that I could be a producer be an on-air producer be able to coordinate everything like on the fly we made a mistake well guess what we're going to do our best to cover it like it was awesome because it taught me that uh, no matter what i could handle it that was the biggest thing um the middle of the year like maybe you know second third of the year or second quarter of the year we there were adjustments but we handled them very well we took them in stride and we produced a lot of great content. Our Animal Crossing review with Loud and Queer was a highlight for me because it was so much fun and we got to really do something with a great show on Sin. Um, our, a Doom Eternal review with myself and Daniel. That kicked ass. We had so much fun recording that and being able to express our love for, for an awesome game. Um, God, the Crash 4 trailer analysis, such a fun, fun time. And the end of the year has been very difficult because I've had a lot of life adjustments happen all at once, but I've been able to achieve my goal in that we were able to consistently put out a show this year. And it's going to be difficult to leave this role because I love it. I legitimately love, I love what I do here. And it's very hard to, it, it's going to be hard to walk away from it and hand it over. But I have my full faith in Jacob. He's going to take it. He's going to take this role and he's going to do well. He's earned it for sure. But from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say thank you to my entire crew because you guys have made this 
an amazing experience that I'll never forget. And I'm very grateful because it taught me that I, I am worth more than what I thought I was. That's the biggest thing. That's, it's taught me that I have value in myself. It's taught me to believe in myself. And a lot of that goes down to you guys for trusting me, for believing me, believing in me and welcoming, welcoming me into this position with open arms from Stefan. So from you guys, I thank you guys so much. Um, to the people who listened throughout the entire year, thank you. Because without you, um, we wouldn't have as much fun doing this. Like we appreciate everything that you guys have done for us. And for that, I say thank you. Um, but yeah, just thank you guys so much for everything. It's meant the world to me. <laughs> but um, before we get into that, um, guys, any any final words before we close up the for the year? Well, going into 2021, I think the way I've approached it mentally, the way I imagine many will be approaching it mentally is that what was once routine now resonates as remarkable. And the return to studios next year will indeed be a remarkable event for many people. Um, it is to be anticipated. Um, the camaraderie will go up. Uh, you know, if we can get, if we can get half the chemistry back that we had in season one, then, uh, you know, it's going to be a pretty top gig. I have full faith in Jacob taking the helm. Um, obviously I was absent for a lot of the year, but I'm thankful for, uh, the year's service. I think, yeah, we had a very good skipper at the helm this year um, to, to drive through this enormous challenge. And yeah, I've been out for a while now, but uh, I'm very much looking forward to getting back to work. Nathan, any final words for us? Um. Well, I hope I see everyone next year and that next year is a good and happy and fulfilling and just amazing year. And uh, Nick, any final words from your end? Please look forward to next year's expression of player one. It's going to be a banger. Hell yeah. Well, that that um that concludes this year's Player Oneies Award. Um, it has been a very crazy time to put this all together, but um, I thank you to everyone who presented awards, and even for the people who weren't able to make it. I thank you so much for making twenty twenty. What was for for making twenty twenty an easier year to swallow for me? Um. Thank you guys so much for everything. But um, whilst we're gone, we do have some more stuff coming up. So we're not done yet for 2020. We are going to get some more stuff up. But 
if you if you can't if you can't wait and you want to catch us a bit more, um, go check us out on the social medias and the podcast realms at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Player One Sin, and go check us out in the podcast realm at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Omni, all those great places. And if you want to read, if you want to get some Player One reading material, we've got some brand spanking new ping articles up and ready to go. Um, go check us out at sin.org.au at the uh, at the Sin website. Go find the Player One banner. It's not that hard to find. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening in for this year. We appreciate everyone and hope you all have a safe and happy Christmas and a safe and happy new year. Thank you all so much.